Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins live here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. And here with me is my man, Matty Stats Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? What's up, Junk? Man, I feel like we should be singing Jingle Bells because it's <laughs> Christmas time here in the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. It is. Our last, last podcast of the year. Yes, it is. So we're going to take a well-deserved break after this one. <laughs> it's been a long football season. It has been. But it's been fun. It has been. And uh, it just it, it, it seems like it just kept going and kept going. Yeah. And it was fun uh, to be to be where we were because we got to be in on so much of it. Right. Where, you know, a lot of times, you know, just very few teams go that far. Sure. So most people, including us, don't get to be a part of it that long. Right. And so you're on the outside looking in. But – we really got to go on a fun ride. We did. It was awesome, and we're we're doing our podcast a little bit later in the week this this week for uh, a lot little, of new, a lot of news this week. Yeah, a lot of news. We got National Signing Day today. Yes, we've got uh, the new conferences yes. in high school football were revealed yesterday. So yes. we wanted to wait till that came out and then talk a little bit about National Signing Day. So uh, the Hogs uh, made out pretty good for the for the new first signing day, early signing day. I think right now we're ranked 19th in the country, which, uh, to my knowledge, is one of the highest-ranked classes we've ever signed. You know, it seemed like last year we were in that same talk. I don't know how we finished up, but is this the, the – I think last year we ended up 22nd, yeah. 23rd, something So like is that. this the best ever? That's what I heard. Now, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I, know, I know that Mr. Morris <laughs> had some good classes. He did have some good classes. He just didn't do anything no, with them. No, he didn't. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the kids that have committed to the Hogs. Oh, so we've got a few of them. Uh, I got a whole list here of signees. Yeah. Now they're not all Razorbacks, so but I'm gonna go through all of them. Okay. Just just, just to give everybody some love. Over at Hoxie High School, you know the Hoxie had a great year this year. They just seemed like they just kept winning every single week. Yeah. And part of the reason why is because they had like linebacker Jace Benesh. And he is now a UCA Bear. Awesome. Purple and gray. That's right. And there's a bunch of them on this list yeah. that are going to be in Conway, in yeah. Faulkner County. Love uh, offensive line, this is no shocker here. We've known about this one for a while. And you talk about, we saw him live. He is a big old boy. That's Andrew Chambly. Oh, yeah. Big and he's impressive. Can <laughs> he's, move. He's a big kid, man. He is. Excited about him being on the hill here at Arkansas. Deorius Cobbs at Jacksonville, another linebacker that's going to the UCA Bears. Very Purple nice. and gray. Uh, tight end, Dax Courtney. You know, we've talked about him a lot over the last year. Uh, he's, a, he's a kid from Clarendon that signed with the Razorbacks, tight end, along with his teammate. Uh, Quincy McAdoo. Wide receiver, yeah, yeah. Quincy McAdoo. Now, now, didn't Dax, he tore his ACL. Was first it, week. Was it first think, week? I think it was. Okay. I couldn't remember if it was first or second week, but I knew it was early in the season. Over at, or at uh, Fort Ice High School, going to – be a Purdue Bullermaker. Man, how is, cool is that? Yeah, Jaquez Cross. I mean, how awesome. Coming from, from Fordyce, yeah. you know. Me being a small-town guy, you know, well, Greenbrier was small yeah, when you were there. Absolutely. You know, that that's so special because a lot of times those kids don't get, you know, get the, the exposure. exposure. Well, I mean, you got a kid like that that, that grew up in Fordyce. Hold on. I messed up. I think he's been at Purdue. 
Oh, has I think he? he went to Purdue last year. He looks like he's going to Arkansas State. Oh, he's so maybe he's a transfer. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. I just, I'm sorry, I just now picked okay. up on that. No problem. Because I was like, I don't remember him this year. I thought he was before. Yeah. But that's what it was. I'll be dying. So he but is transferring to A State, coming back to Arkansas to, now, to Jonesboro. Now I did see that A State had the best recruiting class, ranked recruiting class in their conference. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. You're going to, have to back off Butch, Butch Jones a little well, bit. Well, and I will say this. <laughs> hey, I will say this to to his defense. I mean, he he is known to be that guy yeah. that can go into the home and get them. Sure. And uh, probably learned a lot down there in Talag- t- uh, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, yeah. All right, so uh, Nico Davier, another one from Montmel who we got to see. <laughs> D. Lyman, he signed with the, the Razorbacks. Let me tell you, I, I watched them the other day. We played them in basketball. I don't know if you've ever seen him play basketball. I watched him last year in the state right. tournament. But. He He's unstoppable. Yeah. Like, like there's nobody that's big enough and strong enough. I mean, I would like to see him play against somebody like the kid from, uh, from North Little Rock, the seven-footer. Sure. Because even though he's so tall – I mean, this kid is is huge. It's I almost mean, like like Corliss was. That's when he right. Was in high that's school. that's right. Yeah. He's just so big and physical that even a tall guy would have a tough time. I mean, he'd have to get over him. Yeah, but he'd definitely be able to push him around. I'll be dying. Uh, Timothy Dawn over at Camden Fairview. I didn't realize they had a couple of big linemen that were D one, but uh, this kid, of course, we never got to see them. Right. Uh, but uh, O lineman, he signed with. He's going to be a Baylor Bear. That's awesome. And they got another Bear. And I'm speaking too early because I'm going to have to go down the list to get to him. But they got another bear going to UCA. Okay. And I'll get to him in a second. Trey Green over at Ashdown, uh, defensive back. Another Ashdown defensive back. Good night. There's two of them on the hill right yeah, now. One this of, one. One of them probably fixes to make some money. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> right. Uh, but Trey's going to UCA also. Okay. Uh, and Marion Harris from Joe T is going to be a Razorback. Big kid. He's huge. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good, too. Yes. Um, Caden Hen- Henley, uh, shallow Christian, really impressive uh, watching him today on his signing yeah. linebacker. Uh, I, I, I may, you know, might be showing a little bias here, but <laughs> I, I, my tweet was it's probably my new favorite hog. Yeah, <clears throat> if you get to know this kid, uh, just a lot of humility, oh, just, just just character, good kid, yeah, yep. good family. Yeah, um, Joe Hyman, probably in my opinion, the best football player in the state of Arkansas. He was the best I saw this year. Right. And, and you know, that kid, uh, I wish he was going to be wearing a Razorback. But Water, too. Unfortunately, he's going up uh, playing in the Big Ten. Big Ten up there. <laughs> he's going to be a cat, isn't he? Yeah. Up there at Northwestern. So, congratulations to him. I, I would expect to see him playing some football soon. Yes. Uh, J.J. Hollingsworth from Greenland. Big offensive lineman. We've seen, you know, a lot of talk about him. He signed with the Hawks today. Good deal. He's a big boy, too. Um. Oh, James Joyner, one that we've talked about a lot over the you know, he's he committed some time back. Yeah. Another part of you part of you is a just a factory for D one football players. <laughs> it's amazing how much talent comes out of there. <laughs> Manny Powell, linebacker, uh he's from Ohio originally, right? Yep. He transferred to or he moved into a Fable after he had committed yep. to uh to play at Arkansas. Had an injury, I think he had an ACL tear. Yeah. But uh he signed today. Good deal. Uh Quincy McAdoo, I mentioned him already. Uh the receiver from Clarendon signed to be a hog. Kendall McKenzie, offensive lineman at Parkview. Another Parkview how Patriot. About, how about Fayetteville? You got Manny Powell that signed with the Razorbacks. Yeah. Isaiah Centania yes. signed with the Razorbacks. And Caden uh, Turner, the other linebacker yeah. that signed with Indiana. He's a Hoosier. I mean, 
How about that for a, a high school football team? <laughs> yes, unreal, <laughs> unreal. So uh, Kendall McKenzie from Parkview, he's an offensive lineman. He'll be going to Memphis to be a Tiger. All right. Uh, Chaz Nimrod, a kid we talked about a lot. It seemed like he was on our list of, of playmakers every week. Uh, he's a wide receiver from Bentonville. He is going to be a volunteer at Tennessee. Oh, Rocky Top. Yes. <laughs> Parker Perry, another Little Rock Parkview, a wide receiver. He's going to uh, Murray State. Okay. With, with Greenbrier's own Josh Robinson. Josh Robinson. He signed today to go yeah. to to uh, offensive lineman to go play at Murray State. And also, uh, you know, who's already up there playing basketball? Oh, um, Justice Hill. Justice Hill. That's right. Dude, he went off in that game against Memphis. With Did the he really? They beat Memphis. The I knew they beat him. I didn't know he went off. Well, I saw how I feel today. Yeah. And he – did <laughs> wide receiver Isaiah Satania from Fayetteville? He signed today to be a hog. He was a recent flip. Yes, he was going to Oregon. That's right, and he flipped to become a Razorback, and we're glad. Yeah, tight end Tyler Siddons from Salem High School, Greyhound. He's going to be a gray and purple bear. You see a bear, That's baby. Right. So, Manny Smith, one of our very favorites. This kid, if you've ever seen him play, you're impressed. But if you've ever talked to him, he's even more impressive. That's right. Uh, and, and it's amazing because you look at him, you're like, how does he play football? Because he's small. <laughs> he is little. I mean, there ain't no way around it. He's, yeah. he's not big. Yeah. But he will go up and get it. I think I saw on his, on his page today, he's 5'8", 175. But the pictures that you see of him going up yeah. and making catches with his hands above defenders. It's amazing. It is. Kids, I love it. Kids unreal. So he's going to go be a bear at UCA. Uh, Jack Strubing from Springdale Harbor, offensive lineman, going to be a bear at UCA. Defensive end, Blaine Toll, that we talked about over the past couple of years from Hazen High School. He was a quarterback and also a defensive machine. Was a Razorback. He's now a Arkansas State Red Wolf. Okay. All um, right. I, and you thought maybe he might have left and went to Colorado? I'm pretty sure he left and, and transferred to Colorado and then came back. I'll have to look that up because I, I think I, I think you're right. I knew that he left after his first year, yeah. and I think this is his – finished his second. Yeah. Caden Turner, Fayetteville High School linebacker. He's going to Indiana. Wish him luck, but I wish he'd have stayed. <laughs> He's a good-looking kid. He is. He is. Uh, offensive lineman Mark Welch from Camden Fairview. He's the other one I was talking about. He is officially a UCA Bear. Good deal. Linebacker Jalen White, Little Rock Parkview, now an Ole Miss Rebel. So, so how many off of that Parkview team is Man, that? Man, that's at least four. Four or five. Yeah, maybe five. They play D1, signed D1. Golly. D defensive lineman David Walker from Stuttgart is going to be a Bear, and that's the end of my list. Right. Also, uh, Arkansas kid. Is Lane Hatcher, yeah, who is transferring from Arkansas State to Texas That's State? That's exactly right. I've heard their facilities out there are unbelievable. Really? That's what I heard today. Yeah, I think there was a connection there, maybe with the quarterback coach and the OC is is kind of what what I heard is yeah. why why he chose to go down there. But yeah. uh, I think that quarterback coach has coached like twelve NFL guys. Yeah. So uh, probably gonna get some pretty good well, and, tutelage, and, and, and you know. He's not been in a good situation for him. No. He's been in a situation where he wasn't wanted to be out there. Sure. He's bailed him out at times, and then and then he came in once he got hurt mm -hmm. and played. And I think – I'm, I'm proud that he's going to get a chance to go play somewhere where he's probably going to be the guy. Yeah. 
Well, congratulations to all these young men that signed their national uh, letters of intent today to further their football career and their educational career. I know it's a special time for not only them but their families. Uh, mom and dads get to see their kids go off and, and get a higher education and, and get it paid for, and that's a special thing. And, uh, man, I tell you, to, to have a senior that's kind of going through some of that, it, it's yeah. it's a little bit nerve-wracking at times. Yeah. but. Uh, once you get to write that name on it on that piece of paper, it's got to be some relief. It is, and I know Cooper's got started getting some offers coming in, which is super exciting. Yes, it is. Uh, but I, I know that while it's fun, it will be much less stressful once it's over. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And the transfer portal has totally—it's oh, just ruined it, man. It's just—it's flipped college football on its head. I mean, it really has. I mean, so well, and I'm and I'm and I'll say this on, on on the air here. I mentioned this to you before. You know, used to back in the day, recruiting was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun process. And I and and I said I told you that I'm sure for the elite, it still is. Sure. But the the transfer portal has ruined high school recruiting. It it's really it really has, and I mean, it's just the the fact that now I heard somebody refer to the transfer portal today like it's just a meat market. You know, yeah. you just go out there and you just take a look at what you can find, right? Kick it around, see if it fits. Yeah, nah, if, if it's not good enough, you go to the next one. It's just well, where where and where teams were taking twenty thirty players, uh, recruiting wise every year. Now they're saying, okay, well, we're going to take fifteen twenty from the portal mm-hmm. if we can, and, and ten or fifteen from the school high yeah. schools, and then also in the recruiting process, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we we're, we're interested in you. Uh, we're going to keep talking to you. That's right. Whereas used to, hey, we'd like for you to come play for us. And now yeah. it's like, well, we, for, you know, it's not coming out and saying this, That's but right. it's like, hey, we've got to see what's going to happen here with this portal. No no fault of the coaches. No. They're just doing – I mean, they, they've got to compete. That's the game you got to play. That's the game. That's it. Uh, but it's just, the, it's just the consequences of it. Yeah, I agree. All right, so now we'll move on to the Outback Bowl, the Hogs, oh. and the Penn State Nittany Lions. The Nittany Lions. January 1st down in Tampa, baby. Going at 11 o'clock, kickoff. And, We're uh, already the underdog. Yeah, two and a half. I think the last line and I they're saw. They're unranked, right? Yes. They're unranked. It just never ends. The, the disrespect never ends. So, uh, the Nittany Lions are 7-5 and five on the season, coming into the Outback Bowl to face the 8-4 and four Razorbacks. Uh, little stats on the on the lines. I've given up, uh, let's see here, points allowed per game, 16.8, which is pretty solid. That's pretty solid. And uh, But they're only scoring 26 a game. Yeah. Whereas the Hogs are scoring 31.5 and, and giving up 24. Uh, total yards for the Lions on offense is 380 versus 440 for the Hogs. Um, they're 274 passing for the Lions and 106 on the ground, 223 through the air for the Razorbacks, 217 on the ground. And then yards allowed defensively, which is a little bit head-scratcher here. They're only giving up 17 a game, but they're giving up 344 yards a game, and we're only giving up 371. So... <laughs> Doesn't really quite make that a lot of add sense. Up. Yeah, and, and one thing I will say as far as the uh, the, the line going mm-hmm. into the game, maybe a lot to do with yeah, Trey line not playing our best player. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you right now, that's going to make things very difficult for yeah. us offensively. I agree. I mean, we, we are. I mean, we're going to have to really show up yeah. to beat them. I agree. I agree. You know, you're looking at uh, this Nittany line schedule. 
seven and five doesn't sound too impressive. They started out really good on the year. They were five and zero. Oh. They beat number twenty two ranked Auburn at the time. They beat number twelve Wisconsin to start the season, and then they went on a three game skid. They lost to Iowa by three. They lost to Illinois, coached by. Mr. Brett Bielema. That's right. Lost to them in overtime and then lost to Ohio State by nine. So they went on a three-game skid, then beat Maryland, then lost by four to Michigan, and then lost by three to Michigan State to end the season. So they had some really, really close they ball have. games. They have. It's kind of a head-scratcher, too, because what, what was the one they – what was the score? How much did they lose by the, to uh, Auburn? Uh, they lost – no, they beat Auburn 28-20. Oh, that's right. They beat Auburn. Yeah. yeah. And so – which that right there, you know, we got beat by Auburn. Yeah, uh, I remember watching that game. It was really close, and yeah. it came down to the end. But then you look and they lose to Illinois. I know, uh, not very good Illinois. No, they team. weren't. So they weren't. But then you know they played. They played Iowa, which I was was ranked third in the nation at the time. Only lost by three. Yeah. And then Ohio State was ranked fifth. They only lost by nine. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, you it's, know, it's it's crazy. Looking at their uh, personnel, um, Sean Clifford is their quarterback. He's thrown for tw- almost 3,000 yards this season, 62% completion percentage, 20 touchdowns versus six interceptions. A pretty solid year for him. Uh, Keon, Keon A. Lee is their running back, their leading running back, 104 carries for 495 yards. Nothing to really brag about much there on the ground for them. And then uh, the receiver, this kid, an absolute stud, Jahan Dotson, 91 catches on the season for 1,182 yards. That's well, pretty solid. we've got our hands full. Yeah, for sure. But being a hog fan this week has been a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. Yes, it has. Because, you know, we knew Traylon wasn't going to come back. Yeah. It did hurt that he's not going to play in the game, which I think – no, I haven't really seen anybody – that was upset about it because they everybody's like we get it yeah but then we found out yesterday that mr catalan <laughs> is coming back he is the cat's back oh, he's oh i'm so <laughs> pumped about that yeah. now i think we learned that we can use miles slusher somewhere else yeah he played really well he really did he i mean he stood out in that defensive backfield yeah and he was the backup Speaking of, I, I want to speak to the the old opting out deal. Did you see? Did you see uh, Deion Sanders' quote? No. Well, you might talk about something while I try to look. I, it up. Well, I'll tell you what I'll talk about. All right. How about Deion Sanders? Oh my gosh! Like this is like not just like a shocker. This is unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, you've got the number one recruit in the country going to Florida State, and he flips him to come to. Not Vanderbilt, no. not Baylor, no Jacksonville State, Jackson State, Jackson. I'm sorry, Jackson yeah. State. Yeah, Jackson State. It's crazy. They said I was listening to it on the radio on the way here. They said that this kid grew up since age 12 wanting to be a Seminole. Just and he goes to play for Dion. Committed in March of 2020 to Florida State, and then flips to go to go. To Don't you know they're over there in Tallahassee going? What just happened? I saw a picture today on Twitter of some guy that had a signed Dion, Florida State Dion jersey, burning it in his yard. <laughs> he said they should unretire his number and never welcome him back on the campus. <laughs> How funny is it, though, that it was Florida State? Yeah. I'm not. I mean, if it was like Clemson, you'd be like, wow. But you're like, man, that's his alma mater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's unheard of. It's unheard of. I mean, I almost wonder if it's negligent. Yeah. 
I mean, right. I mean, obviously Dion's just doing his job. But sure. Somebody's got to tell this kid. I mean, Prime can probably get you in touch with the right people in the NFL, but he can't forgive you the stage to play on mm-hmm. that Florida State can. No way. That's right. All right. So here it is. It says, "This is coming from Prime Time." Back in the day, we had real rules. You had to finish whatever you started. We couldn't leave the din- the dining table unless we finished. We couldn't go outside and play unless we finished our schoolwork. And we weren't allowed to quit any team or anything we joined until the completion of it. Let's get back to those days and finish. I love it. And honestly, I, I'm 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 one of the I, I I'm not I have not been down like talking down about Burks. One thing I'm such a big fan of him. Sure. And I'm sure he's got a lot of people in his ear. Oh yeah. But like why why would you play the last game against Missouri? Right. That's or right. Why did you play the last three games? Yeah. I, I mean I I just I don't know why this one's different. I understand I understand the thought process of I don't want to get hurt and ruin my chance to make millions. Yeah. Generational money. Yes. I do understand that. But I I'm with you. Like why is this game any different yeah. than the last two or three? I will say this, and I just now thought about this or remembered this. I'd heard that maybe he's going to have a surgery that he had been putting off. Well, no, that's totally different. Yeah, I'd heard that he's been putting off having a surgery so that he so that he could play the season. Okay. And now I, that he's having this, and I did hear this. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but that he's going to have a surgery, and that hopefully that will allow him to recover in time for combat. Well, yeah, that's, yes, that's a totally different narrative. If, and I hope that is. Well, I hope that he doesn't need surgery, but if he does, I hope that's the case. Yeah. All right, so that's all for the hog talk. We hope that the hogs can get their ninth win of the season. So uh, we will that's the truth. Move on to uh, high school. So we got a little stats for uh, the last week's the final three championship games. Yes, four A through two A. Yes. So uh, you you gonna go ahead and start us off? Yeah. What's that top line say? Prince Vegas sits on his throne of picks. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that? Well, <laughs> let me tell you what I originally started off with. Yeah. I put Jesus is king, but Junk Vegas owns Maddie Stats. <laughs> and then I was like, that doesn't sound very nice. So I rushed it and raced it and put this. Hey, you still said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I can't take it back, right? I said it. So I did win. We did we did we did tie in the last well, week. Well, that makes me feel good. Two for three. We were two for three each in yeah. the last game. Uh, you picked uh, Harding Academy, and I picked Prescott, yeah. and I picked Joe T. Don't no, we both pick Joe T? Mm-hmm. But uh, you picked Fordyce, and I picked McCrory. Yeah, yeah. You know what's crazy is looking back, and I'll share some of this with you here when we get to our top tens. You actually picked Harding Academy. Yeah, to at, win the whole thing. To win the whole thing at the yeah. beginning of the season. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I picked Prescott, and then we flip flop. And I, and I wasn't shocked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you look at them being down Hobson. Yeah, that hurts. Oh, Big best time. best best back maybe in the state. Yeah, one of the top. Yeah, one of the top for sure. So we had some good players though. Man. Uh, player uh, performances. Yep. And this was fun getting to do this uh, this year. This is something new that we started. Didn't really start it till probably what week three or four. Or did yeah. we? Or did we I, I think this year we did it all year. Did I think we? We started middle of last year. Okay. Yeah. But uh, also, you know, being able to recognize some of our players of the weeks and sending out shirts, I finally did get all the shirts sent out. So, uh, if you were due one, be on the lookout because yeah. they were in the mail last week. That's right. That's right. 
All right, so starting at Robinson, Mr. Jack Cleveland, the quarterback there at Joe T, uh, 12 of 21 in the championship game for 232 yards, three touchdowns, and 27 yards rushing. Watching, watching him, in the, I watched that. That's the first time I've seen him play. Mm-hmm. Man, I did not realize he was that good. Is he a junior, senior? What do you know? I'm, I think I thought he was a senior. Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think he is. Okay, Daryl Searcy Jr., one for one for 22 yards yeah, passing, and he also had 22 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown. Ashton Williams had two catches for 54 yards and a touchdown, nine tackles, one of those for a loss, and a punt. What is that? Um, pass breakup. Pass breakup. Very good. Zach Walford from Robinson, seven catches, 114 yards and seven tackles. And then uh, two more from Robinson, Brandon Grill, one catch for 65 yards, which was for a touchdown and eight tackles. And K.J. Owens, two catches, 14 yards, a touchdown, and 39 yards and eight tackles, three of them for a loss. And from what I understand, there was a lot of kids from Robinson that played both ways. A lot. <laughs> they said that they, they said in that game they averaged 17 tackles for loss a game. What? And it was over 200 for the year. That's unheard they, of. And they were like, you know, that, this can't be, like, legit. Like, this has got to be padded stats. But right. Then you watch the game and you're like, boy, they made a bunch of them. I'll be dying. I did not realize that they were as good as they were. Yeah. Well, and we talked about it a little bit. Once we, we saw what they did to Warren at Warren, yeah. I was like, mm, they may be for real. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think if they played PA again – it wouldn't be the same. I'm not saying they'd beat PA, sure. but I think it would be closer than a 40-point game. Right. Um, Shiloh Christian, Eli Wisdom, kid's impressive, 12 for 25. He's just a junior, too, isn't he? He's going to mm-hmm. be back next year. 12 for 25, 201 yards, one touchdown. Cooper Hutchinson, receiver at Shiloh, four catches for 93 yards. Caden Henley, now a Razorback, from Shiloh Christian, 13 tackles, one sack, three tackles for loss. Those 13 tackles, 12 were solos. Good night. I, if I've got my math right, because I had to actually figure this, I think he's finished the season with 148 tackles wow. and 25 tackles for loss. What a year. And you think about it, he didn't play half the game that's in the most right. of the season. Yeah, that's right. All right, down in Fordyce, uh, Dakota Wimberly had 10 tackles, one of those for a loss. Trey Marriott had 99 yards passing and 73 yards rushing. And then Carmelo Allen, 13 tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss. Over in McCrory, the new state champions, the Jaguars. Latrell Neal, 18 carries, 105 yards. Reed Kinnon from McCrory, 15 carries, 84 yards, three touchdowns, two catches, and 12 yards. Lathan Briley from McCrory, nine tackles, one tackle for loss. Very good. In Prescott, Karsten Poole, 11 of 20 for 153 yards and two touchdowns. Ja'Kalen Zachary, 10 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, and 10-yard catch for a touchdown. Jason Patrick had 10 tackles, one sack, and two tackles for a loss. And Travion Dickens, 10 tackles for Prescott. And at Harding Academy, the final final team here, Peyton Cole, eight tackles, one sack, Lennon Coke, Two catches, 77 yards, one touchdown. Andrew Miller, 20 carries, 157 yards, three catches, 35 yards, two touchdowns, and probably the most impressive stat I saw this weekend was Kate Smith. 
He was 9 for 15 with 113 yards and three touchdowns and 13 carries for 115 yards and three touchdowns in the state championship. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to watch any of those last three state championship games. I was on the road all day. Uh, but my dad was texting me scores. and Yeah. Wasn't it like 12 to 6, Prescott at half? Yeah, they were they were winning that's at what, halftime. 12 to 3 even, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Because when he texted me that score, I went – are you sure? Are you watching they, the right game? They scored uh, shallow. Or, uh, Harding scored twenty-one points in just a few minutes. I'll be dying in the second half. Wow! So we will. That will bring us into our final top tens, four A through two A, to finish off the high school season this year. And man, what a fun one it has been! So I'll let you start with your boys down there in two A junk, if you'd like. Number one. Remaining number one is McCrory, the Jaguars. That's right, isn't it? Yep. Yep. 13 and one on the season. They beat Fordyce to win the state championship 34 to seven. Number two, Fordyce finished 11 and three. Uh, number three, Clarendon. Number four, Magnet Cove. Number five, Desarc. Six, Poen. Seven, Hazen. Eight, Bigelow. Nine, East Poinsett County. And number 10, the Equipment Bulldogs. Very good. I did a little research. Looking back at, uh, you know, we did our preseason top tens yeah. and just compared them to our, yeah. our final top ten. Right. So, out of the ten in 2A, I had seven of the ten right in preseason. So did you. I had two of the top three picked right, and you had zero of the top three picked right. But how can we have different <laughs> ones when we pick them together? <laughs> that was before we picked them together. We didn't do that to like the second yeah. third Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that was pretty fun to look at. All right, so th- I didn't. I didn't have Bigelow's number one. No, you had them at number two. Oh, yeah. Oh. But they didn't finish in the top three. No. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So on to three A we go, and like we just talked about, when Prescott was leading Harding Academy at the half, but Harding Academy turned it on and ended up uh, beating Prescott by the score of forty-seven to twenty-five to win their is it the third third in a row third in a row yeah. for Harding Academy, the Wildcats, and uh, man, what a what a program they got going on over there pretty sure that that coach evans is is this not like has he not been three for three as a head coach i think he has i think he has yeah he's younger than i am is he really yeah wow so he's probably 36 37 that's awesome yeah that's pretty awesome all right so we will finish the 3a standings with prescott as number or i'm sorry harding academy is number one prescott number two McGee three, Boonville four, Hoxie five, Glen Rose six, Centerpoint, Charleston, Newport, and Paris. And then looking back at our top tens preseason, I got eight of the ten. Junk, Mr. Uh, Savant over here, got nine of ten in the 3A preseason poll, and he had the top three picked right. All top three picked right. That's pretty impressive, hey, my man. you know. Sorry, could you speak up? I'm having trouble hearing you from my from my throne of picks. <laughs> now, I did get two of the top three right, but you got all three of them right. One, two, three. In order. In yes, order. sir. That's pretty impressive. Wow. I'm going to tell my wife. Yeah. She'll be proud of me. <laughs> all right, so take us through all 4A. Right, 4A. The Robinson Senators were number two last week, yeah. and Shallow Christian was number one. But this week, after a – No longer. Mercy Rule State Championship game, which was a shocker. Yes, it because was. Because let me tell you, Tyler Christian's a heck of a ball club. Yes, they are. 
Robinson now is number one at 14 and one after a 42 to 14 win in the state championship game. Shallow Christian finished number two at 13 and two. Right behind them is Arkadelphia, the Badgers. Number four, Warren. Number five, Stuttgart. Six, Ashdown. Seven, Cross It. Eight, Rivercrest. Nine, Ozark. And number 10, Lamar. All right. So looking back at history, our preseason top tens. Yeah. In 4A, I had seven of the 10. You had seven of the ten. Really? And we both had two of the top three picked correctly. Yeah, I know we had Shallow at number one all year. Yeah, and I think we had Robinson. Robinson would have been two or three. Yeah. So, not bad for not a couple bad of all. country boys. A couple of old <laughs> redneck boys from Arkansas. That's right. All right, so we'll move on now to uh, some big news this week and out of the AAA, whether you like them, hate them, or indifferent. Um you probably have an opinion on them, but we'll not go there. But anyway, we've switched some classifications up uh, for some teams and switched some conferences up, so we'll just kind of go through them. Uh, we'll start, if you want to, Junk, I'll start in 7A, and we'll just work our way down. Okay. Not a whole lot of changes in 7A. You only had one team move up, which was Jonesboro, and they moved into the Central, um, which took the place of Little Rock Catholic that moved down. Moved so down, yeah. You'll, you'll still have 16 teams in 7A. Uh, the, the West stays exactly the same, and the Central stays the same, except for now you have Jonesboro instead of Catholic. Yeah. So, not much to change there. That's right. So, the six is six interesting. Is a, yeah, it's a – It is a – I mean, it's – there's no break. Mm-mm. I mean, very little. I mean, there's a couple of teams that you say, well, they're, they're not as good, but they're still good. They're still good, yes. I mean <laughs> – so, Greenbrier, Lake, Little Rock Christian, and Pulaski Academy all move up to 6A, as does Green County Tech. Yep. I didn't realize this. Sure did. And Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I thought we were the only one that no. wasn't private. No. And then Catholic moves down. Right. Now, uh, did, didn't did part, Partview move down as well, yeah, right? Partview moved to five. Yeah, Partview moved to five. So, there's one – <laughs> one that we lose <laughs> to offset. Yeah. Now, the West is now going to be Greenwood, Greenbrier, Lake Hamilton, Christian, Mountain Home, Pulaski Academy, Russellville, Salome Springs, and Van Buren. And that is just a beast of a conference. It's, it's murderer's row. Now, one good thing for those conference members is that Benton moves to the East. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't really make sense to me. Didn't make sense to me either. Um. Yeah. So, anyway, Benton's going to be now in the east with El Dorado. Now, Green County Tech and Jacksonville will move up to that east, 6A East. Little Rock Catholic will now be there. Marion, Searcy, Sheridan, Sylvan Hills, and West Memphis. All right. So, on to 5A we go. And so, 5A looks quite a bit different. Not quite as bad as 6A, but uh, went from 33. Two teams last year to 33 this year. Still stayed with four conferences. Yeah. But, but the Central will have nine teams instead of eight. And the, so The West really softened up a lot. It did. It really did. Even gaining. Shallow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got six 4A teams that moved up into 5A and two 6A teams that moved down. So, uh, the South, you've got – Camden Fairview, DeQueen, Hope, Hot Springs, Magnolia, Lakeside, and Texarkana, which were there last year, and they will receive Little Rock Parkview as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Central, which was Central, will look way different. Way different. You've got BB, Maumelle, 
Watson Chapel on Whitehall, who were there already. Right. But you're gaining Valonia, Joe T. Robinson, Pine Bluff, Morlton, and Mills. Yeah. So I don't understand the Morlton. I, I don't either, man. I I can't make sense of a lot of this. Like it makes me think, well, if we stayed in 5A, would we be in the Central now? Well, well here's a question. Why would you not have Pine Bluff in the South and Parkview right. in the Central? Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It don't make any sense. Well, it doesn't. All right. So the East, you've got everybody stays the same in the East except for – 4A baseball Southside moves up, moves up yep. into that conference, which that makes sense. That does make sense, <laughs> yes. And then the West, you've got uh, Alma, Clarksville, Farmington, Harrison, and P. Ridge, who were there this year. And you've got Prairie Grove and Shiloh moving up from the 4-1A. And then you've got Dardanelle moving up from the 4A-4. Yeah. So so I have I said earlier uh, that, you know, Farmington's probably, in my opinion – was looking like the the future of five A West. Yeah, their facilities, their their staff, their program, but they're going to have their hands full with Shiloh. I guarantee just you down they, the road. Yes, they are. That'll that'll become a pretty good rivalry. It I, will be. Yeah. All right, three A, four A, four oh four. Okay, so I'm gonna run through these pretty quick because there's a bunch of them. Yeah. So four four A one Berryville Elkins Gentry Gravit Green Forest Huntsville Lincoln moves up from three A one and Ozark. Moves over from 4A4. Bald Knob in, in two, or 4A2. Bald Knob, Cave City, they move over there. Harding Academy, the state champion in 3A2, uh, moves up to that conference. Heber Springs, Lone Oak, Mountain View moving up, River View moving up, and Stuttgart. 4A3, Blyfel, Gosnell, Harrisburg's moving up from 3A to, to 4A3. Highland, Pocahontas, Rivercrest, Truman, and what, Jonesboro Westside. In the 4A4, Boxite moving out of that 4A7 that they've been in for a long time. Yeah. Uh, CAC moving over from the 2. Uh, Clinton moving from the 2. Uh, Dover, Haskell, Harmony Grove moving from the 7. Lamar and then Little Rock Hall moving from 8-man football to 4A. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mayflower's moving up. Did not realize they were moving up. And then Pottsville, 4A7, we've got Arkadelphia, Ashdown, Fountain Lake. They're picking up Genoa Central from 3A. Malvern, uh, Mina moving over from the 4A4, which used to be in that conference with Nashville. Uh, then Nashville, Waldron, that's a pretty good little ride there from mm-hmm. Waldron because uh, that's north of Mina. Uh, then 4A8, Cross at DeWitt, Dumas, Hamburg, Central West Helena, McGee coming up from 3A, yep. Monticello, Star City, and Warren. All right, that four A eight will be a pretty brutal conference. It will be. That's that's a lot of good teams. All right, so the three A we went from forty six teams last year to forty four. Uh, still going to have six conferences. Uh, the alignment's a little bit different in three A one. The only difference there, everybody stays the same except for Boonville moves from the three A four over to the three A one. So you've got Boonville, Cedarville, Charleston, Greenland, Hackett, Lavaca, Mansfield, and West Fork, and then the three A two was a little bit of a head-scratcher. You had the Atkins, Atkins and Perryville moving from the 3A4 over to join with Melbourne and Newport and Salem. And then you got Quitman moving up from the 2A4 and Yellville Summit moving up from the 2A4 to finish out that. Can you imagine going from Atkins to play in Newport? Or how about Atkins to Salem? Is, uh, Salem over there. Oh, my gosh. That's up, that's up by the, the Missouri State line. <sighs> 
Yeah. I, anyway. Although I'm sure they're glad not to have to play Boonville or <laughs> yeah, Paris. Yeah. All right. The 3A3, you've got everybody stayed the same in the 3A3 except they lost Harrisburg. So you've got Walnut Ridge, Piggott, <laughs> Palestine, Wheatley, Osceola. There's like nothing to see here. Yeah. Manila, Hoxie, and Corning. The 3A4, way different here. You've got four teams from the 3A5 that moved to the 3A4. Those teams are Bismarck, Centerpoint, Glen Rose, and Jesseville. And then you've got uh, Magnet Cove moving up from the 2A5. And then you're joining with Danville, Paris, and Two Rivers. I will say that at least geographically, this one makes sense. Right. Yes, I agree. And then the 3A5, now you have Falk, Gurdon, who's moving up from 2A5. Horatio, Junction City moving up from 2A8. Parker's Chapel along with them moving up from 2A8. Prescott and Smackover moving over from the six. And in the 3A6, you've got Barton, Dollarway, Drew Central, Fordyce moving up, Camden Harmony Grove moving over, and Lakeside and Rising moving up. Like, I just can't see Smackover and Camden Harmony Grove not in the same conference right. or Rising. Right. I, I, just takes some getting used to, I guess. It does. It does. All right, 2A. Man, your boys in 2A, it's a um, – It's back to what it used to look like. It's dwindling, man. Yeah, but our conference is nearly exactly or close to what it was when I was there except the addition of a couple teams. Gotcha. Uh, 2A1, Bigelow, Conway Christian, Decatur moving up from eight-man, Hector. These teams are all coming from the 2A4. Yeah. All of them. All of them. Johnson County, Westside Magazine, and Mountainburg. So they all from the four to the one are now making the one. Yeah. And then eight man Decatur. Two A two. Clarendon moving from the six. Cross County from the three. Desart from the six. Earl from the three. East Poinsett County from the three. Lee County. I don't know. I couldn't find them. Did they play last? They're the year? ones. They're the ones that I believe started. I saw a deal the other day on PBS when I was watching that championship game. They pull, they started their football season this year. Their mm-hmm. team okay. they started their team. Okay, they played Desoto over in uh, like I guess that Mississippi school. Yeah, and and got hammered. But they like they like the second half like they had an interception and they scored like or they had an interception for a touchdown and then they stopped. They held them to like you know, very few points and like they, they, it was really encouraging because it was all these things that they accomplished. And of course the players are kind of down. The coach is like, like pumped after yeah. the game. He's like on cloud nine because he's gone in here and started a program from nothing. Sure. No, never played football. Right. And he's like, we threw a ball and caught it, you know? And, <laughs> and I mean, and, and it sounds funny, but, but like he was excited and it was really encouraging because like you could see, the development of sure. of nothing into something that, sure. that, that you know could have a long term you know success sometimes. So did they end up finishing the season? They didn't play a season. Okay. No, they'll start their first season next year. I got you. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I think too. that was Lee. I think I, I think it was. That would make sense because I couldn't find. Is that them. down there on the on the in the Delta? Is it Mariana? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so they're with. Uh, Oh, you're sorry. You're doing 2A. No, you are. Oh, I am? Yep. Mark Tree, yeah, that's right, over from 3 and McCroy over. So, basically, the 3 moved over and picked up Clarendon and Lee County and, and Desart. Yep. And now the 3 doesn't have a single team that was in the 3. <laughs> <laughs> but from the 7, they picked up Dirks, Foreman, Lafayette County, and Mineral Springs, and Murfreesboro. And then from the 5, Mount Ida and Pullen. So, that t- conference got 
much more strong or yeah, yeah. much more strong, stronger, stronger, more difficult yeah. for the teams in it. But they needed it. Sure. Uh, the four. This is the last conference. There's four of them. Baptist Prep moved down from three A four, which they weren't a bad football team. No. Bearden came over from the two A eight. Carlisle from the six. Episcopal, who has been very successful in the eight man. Very successful. Uh, England, Hampton from the eight. England and Hazen from the six. All right. So it's a jumbled up mess. Yeah. So two A you had started out with the. Uh, 33 teams last year, or down to 29 now, went from six conferences to four. Yep. And you had one team move down from 3A and two move up from eight-man. Was Is that by choice? As far as eight-man? Yeah. I think, I think so. I, I thought that that was their option. Because I, I, I really don't know how the – I don't know how Little Rock Hall played eight-man football this year as a – I think they were a 5A school this year. They would have played 5A, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Because they were supposed to be in the central. Yeah, they're they're. I know in basketball. Because that's why that central only had seven teams. Because Hall opted out to play eight man. Yep. Um, Mills is over there in basketball in that conference with Sylvan, aren't they? Or are they four? They might four. be four. Yeah, that's four. right. They're four. Yeah, they're four. All right. Wow. So you got anything else? Man, no. But what? What? A, I was expecting this to be a fifteen twenty minute deal. We had a lot of information. <laughs> it's a bunch of information. A bunch of good stuff, yeah, though. it was. It was. I just want to say thank you again to American Safeguard Insurance, our sponsor of our podcast. Yes. And Bleacher Bling for shirts, supplying the yes. shirts this year. Uh, we couldn't have done it without them. This has been an absolutely blast of a it season. and it uh It's been a blur. I mean, it, you know, last year it was a blur. But this year, with, with having a son that mm-hmm. was a senior, like it went so fast, but at the same time, it seemed like it lasted forever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and so I'm really, you know, this being our last show of the year, I'm really looking forward to the break from the podcast. Yeah. And I'm also looking forward for coming back from the break. Yeah. I am. Like, yeah. I'm literally, like, looking for a ref- – I'm excited about kind of refreshing. Sure. And then coming back refreshed and banging off with basketball, you yeah. know. Getting into the basketball. That's right. The round ball. That's right. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate y'all uh, all season for tuning in and following us. We've we've been encouraged by your feedback, and uh, I think this thing has grown tremendously yes. this year, and we look forward to just making it bigger and better every year. It's been great, we, and it's all because of you guys. That's right. All right, we'll check you later. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.